The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, Louisiana, and New York. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $10, and get $200 in free bets. Download the Winbet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We'll support you by PropStop, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use a promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropStop.com or download the PropStop app. We're also brought to you by Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-belt grooming. Use the promo code SGP at Manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. We're also brought to you by Stable Jewel. Stable Jewel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Head over to StableJewel.com and get started today. Also, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and all of our free podcasts. You are listening to the EPL show, an FA Cup fifth round special here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter. That's at SGP Soccer, at SGP Soccer. Also follow the Twitter account for BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC, at BetMUFC. You can also follow the Twitter account for Lock Betting. That is my premium service that has delivered now one 105 months in a row of transparent track profit. The Twitter account is at LockBettingCom. That's at LockBettingCom. In about a week, we'll be adding the PL for the 105th month, which was the month of February. But at the moment, the pinned tweet will still show you the month of January so you can see how we started the year. If you open that spreadsheet, if you go to the pinned tweet at the LockBettingCom Twitter account at LockBettingCom, If you go to that Twitter account, look at the pin tweet, click on it, look at the spreadsheet. You can have a look at the type of bets that we do before you sign up. You will see that we have very realistic and sensible staking. And if you scroll down to the bottom, you'll see some tags such as football, NBA, NFL, tennis, etc. One of them is PL, and you can look at all of our previous PLs. We use a Patreon site because it allows us to be fully tracked and transparent because members can comment underneath every single post. And that is particularly important for the PL. So there is no place to run, no place to hide. There is no better time to sign up than the start of the month. So you get a full month of the service. Because one of the drawbacks is if you wait, you will be billed for the entire month anyway. So you can sit and wait and you can sign up on the 10th, 15th, 25th, whatever, but you will be billed for that month and you'll be billed again on the 1st of April. So it's a brand new month. Tons of sport coming up in the month of March. We have loads of domestic soccer action. We have a ton of tennis. We have NBA nearly every single day. We're taking a look and see approach at the moment off the back of the break, but we will be getting back into NBA. We're slowly feeling our way in, but in the month of March, we'll be well well back into betting on the NBA again, betting on tennis, betting on soccer, betting on the Champions League in 
Europa League, of course, because we have the second legs for the last 16 in the first legs for the last 16 in the Europa League as well. All of this is coming up. So lots to look at this month over at LockBetting.com. And of course, we have a load of combat sports as well. And we are five weeks away from WWE WrestleMania as well, which is always a profitable night over on the service. So as I said, check out the Twitter account at LockBetting.com and then look at the website LockBetting.com when you are ready to sign up and be a part of the service that has so far delivered 105 months in a row of transparent track profit. And it's just three months away from saying we are undefeated in sports betting without a single losing month for nine years across the two names where it was originally dirtysheets.net and now has been lockbetting.com for over four years so make sure that you check that out moving on with this edition of the epl show which of course is a fifth round special covering the fifth round of the fa cup and we begin with manchester city's trip to peterborough where Man City are the unbackable 1-20 to favourites to win this game. It's 12-1 to here on the draw, and Peterborough are available at a whopping 40-1 to here to win this game on the money line. Manchester City obviously look like they will comfortably cruise through here. This is a bit of a dream draw for them. However... I don't think that means they're going to be taking this lightly and they're going to heavily rotate their team. And even if they did, the way Man City's squad is balanced now in uh, 2022, would you even notice? Because they have built a squad where you have two teams. When I, when I look at Manchester United as, as a comparison and we talk about what Manchester United need to do and how they need to move forward... You look at certain players who always play every single game. They play seven, eight, nine, ten games in a row, constantly in a team. We've seen Cristiano Ronaldo at 37 play four games across 11 days. Manchester City don't do that. There isn't anybody in this team who is absolutely irreplaceable and needs to play every minute of every single game. Even when you look at key players like Ruben Diaz at the back, he can be swapped out for a combination of Laporte and Stones, which probably will be the combination that you see tomorrow. So this is a very, very strong team. I see Man City getting through really comfortably. The only issue we have, of course, is making a selection because with them being so short, there isn't much value in the market, even when you want to take City to win this game and adding over two and a half goals to it. You're only getting the price of one to three. You have to gamble on City and over three and a half goals here to get any value. And that one is available here at even money. The reason why I'm tempted by this selection of City to win and over three and a half goals is because Man City have conceded in both of their FA Cup ties so far this season. So if we can get a contribution from Peterborough, then you only need City to score three goals. And I'm relatively certain that they are going to do that. City haven't also managed a clean sheet in their last four games in this competition against teams outside the Premier League. As uh, both Man City's FA Cup wins this season have been 4-1 successes. And that particular scoreline here for this game is available at 18-1 to to occur for a third occasion. So that's what we'd be looking for here. A 3-1 win for City would do it. Obviously, a 4-0 win for City would do it. And that could be a, a route that we go down as well as they do finally keep a clean sheet here in this competition. Being that they are the strongest defence in the Premier League. But either way, this is the main 
play for this won't be featuring as a lock or anything at the end of the show. It was difficult to really reach out and make a selection here for this game. But that's what we've gone for here. Manchester City and over three and a half goals in this game between City and Peterborough. Up next, we look at Crystal Palace at home to Stoke, where Palace are the 13 to 20 favourites to win this game. It's three to one on the draw and it's five to one here on Stoke. I think there is some significant value here on Crystal Palace, just shy of the minus 150 mark. I do think that represents really good value on Palace to win the game. I understand when you get to this stage of the FA Cup, your eyes are drawn to what big guns are left here in this competition. And what we have at the moment is three of the big four. We have Chelsea, Manchester City and Liverpool all still vying for the FA Cup as we are in the last 16. You're also looking at West Ham as well because they have challenged for the top four this season. You're also looking at Tottenham challenging for the top four and being managed by Antonio Conte. And you're also looking at possibly a side like Everton who are massive underachievers and haven't haven't won anything for a long time, much like Tottenham. So that's who you're really drawn to. You're not really looking at a team like Crystal Palace. But look at this from Crystal Palace's perspective. They've got a championship side here. In the last 16, they are well, well clear of the relegation conversation in the Premier League. So in some ways, this now becomes their biggest game of the season so far. You have the opportunity to get yourselves into the FA Cup quarterfinals. This makes Crystal Palace one game away from a Wembley appearance in the semi-final. Now, you don't really want to be drawn against Manchester City, Liverpool or Chelsea or, or even Tottenham. But that still does give you three other strong options in the next round. You have the possibility of facing the winner of Southampton and West Ham. You have the possibility of facing Everton. And you would strongly fancy your chances against Everton at home. Or you could even be drawn against the winner of Nottingham Forest and Huddersfield. Because one of these two teams from the lower league is going to end up in an FA Cup quarterfinal and you could be playing them and you'll fancy your chances against them home or away. So this could really open up for Crystal Palace and they could find themselves not only through to the quarterfinals, but having a very big opportunity to make it all the way to Wembley, which they have done before. So this is a huge, huge game for Crystal Palace. And I'm not saying it's a huge game for Stoke, but if Crystal Palace have a full strength team out there, and they are desperate to get through to the FA Cup quarterfinal, and they treat this as their biggest game of the season, then there is significant value here on the Premier League outfit. Palace have won both of their FA Cup ties so far this season without needing extra time, whereas Stoke come into this winless in four and have lost their last two. Crystal Palace will be naming their best possible 11 because of the magnitude of this tie, and they can do. They don't need to focus on the Premier League. They're not getting relegated. They are nine points clear of the bottom three. So I would declare them safe here already at the start of March. And Stoke coming to this also having conceded two goals in each of their last four games. If Palace can just score twice here, I'm relatively confident that Stoke are not going to be able to score two goals in response. So 
I think this is a huge game for Crystal Palace. I don't see an upset on the cards. I see a fully focused EPL team looking ahead to a quarterfinal and hoping for a nice draw where they can avoid the three big teams that are left here. And I think they'll fancy their chances at home against either Everton, against one of the, the championship sides. I think they'll fancy their chances at home against Tottenham. I think Crystal Palace will definitely want to get to this quarterfinal and see what happens next and be one game away from playing a Wembley semi-final. So Crystal Palace on the money line is a strong play for me here in this one tomorrow. Up next, we look at Middlesbrough versus Tottenham, where Tottenham are the 4-6 to favourites. It's 3-1 to one on the draw and it's 17-4 on Borough. Again here for Tottenham, it's a similar situation to Crystal Palace. However, they do have a little ball to be distracted by in the Premier League because they are chasing the top four via their league position. So I think Tottenham may rotate one or two here, but they should still be able to pick up a win against Middlesbrough, who knocked out Man United in the last round. By taking Tottenham here, by taking Conte's men to win this game, it is somewhat of a data fade. So often when you do these shows... You come in, you read the data, you, you research the data, you read the data that you found, and then you make a pick based upon that. But sometimes you do go with your gut and go against everything that's on paper. You look at trends and you possibly decide that this could be the end of the trend. And that's one of those cases here. Middlesbrough have a very, very strong record at home. They overcame Man United in the last round at Old Trafford, but they have won their last seven home games, whereas Spurs have failed to win six of the seven away games in cup competitions. However, when you break that down, obviously Middlesbrough have been beating championship caliber opposition. They've not been beating top Premier League teams and not a top Premier League team that are going to take this game very seriously, who themselves, just like we talked about Crystal Palace, will be one game away from a Wembley semi-final and giving their Tottenham fans something to cheer about. They got to the semi-final of the Carabao Cup, but that's played over two legs. This is an opportunity to have a day out at Wembley. And obviously, Tottenham, when you're comparing Tottenham to Crystal Palace, the expectation would be there for them to fare better against one of these big three sides. The expectation would be higher for them to compete against Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester City. I mean, they've just beat and Manchester City in the league. So if Tottenham were to draw one of those three, be it in the quarterfinals or the semifinals, I don't think their supporters would automatically be looking at it and saying, OK, that's the end of the FA Cup for us. Because under Antonio Conte, anything is possible. I understand he had a little bit of a poor run, but sandwiched in that run was a win away to Manchester City. So Tottenham are live here in the FA Cup. And they won't want their competition to end at the hands of Middlesbrough like it did for Manchester United. For Middlesbrough here, there is no pressure. They've already achieved a monumental upset. It's a bonus to be at this stage. I think they will go for it. But I think I'm going to put a little less weight into that run of uh, them winning seven home games in a row than I usually would because it's come against lower calibre opposition and Tottenham are a step up here. And I think much like Crystal Palace, Tottenham will desperately be looking to get through to the next round of the FA Cup here tomorrow. Up next, we move on to Wednesday's games here and we begin with Chelsea's trip to Luton Town where Chelsea are the 4-11 favourites. It's 4-1 on the draw and it's 8-1 on Luton here. Chelsea are just coming off a disappointing loss in the Carabao Cup final, but they did play very well in that game. In fact, in many people's eyes, including mine, they won that game. They won that game in extra time. Romelu Lukaku went clean through and scored, and it was disallowed by VAR. 
Now, I'm not saying that VAR was 100% correct, although there are some angles to show that it actually was. But the fact that there are angles that show that Romelu Lukaku was onside means that VAR is once again being used completely incorrectly. At the start of the season, it was determined that it was used poorly last season and there was supposed to be benefit of the doubt given to the striker. So there would be thicker lines and it would have to be clear and obvious that someone was offside. And again, as we approach this point of the season, by March, the two words clear and obvious have gone out of the fucking window and all of a sudden offside now means that you have an armpit hair, a pubic hair, a nose hair, a toenail, anything offside side has been determined offside and once again ridiculous decisions are ruining the game I get this complaint all of the time in my group chat VAR's ruining football VAR's ruining football and it is you go to games you see goals scored you see them celebrated you see them taken off you see hesitancy to celebrate from both supporters and players that was one of the biggest things in football that momentous moment when you celebrate a goal this isn't like the NBA or the NFL where there's points continuously. Points matter in this game. Goals matter. You're not guaranteed to see five or six touchdowns. You're not guaranteed to see baskets every single second. It's not that type of game. Goals really, really matter. They're significant and they're a big moment to cheer. You can go through an entire game. You can go through a game which is nil-nil for 90 minutes and then we can get to injury time and somebody could win it. And that is a momentous moment that people want to cheer without hesitancy. And VAR has added that hesitancy. And I feel for for Chelsea on, on Sunday, they did win that game as far as I'm concerned, as far as what the rules were at the start of the season. But once again, VAR ruins it for them. And uh, it's Liverpool that ended up winning via the penalty shootout with Kepa missing the 11th penalty. Um, there's also a big debate about how Thomas Tuchel was wrong to take off Mendy for Kepa about how that was overthinking things. That was a big debate that we can have maybe over on the EPL show. We can talk about that a little bit more. And I can explain why Thomas Tuchel did that. I already did that for my guys in the group chat. But it's an interesting thing to go into. But I don't want to make this show too long. It's a midweek show. I want to get it out as soon as possible. As for this particular game, I do think Chelsea will bounce back and find their way through. But I think this could be a more competitive game than people are thinking. This Luton side have scored 14 goals across their last seven home games, although that wasn't against a team of the calibre of Chelsea, as we highlighted in that last game when we were looking at Tottenham. Chelsea have conceded to Chesterfield and Plymouth as well so far in this competition. However, they do come into this on a good run of clean sheets. So their defence has improved. They had a little bit of a blip. After the Christmas period or as we hit the Christmas period and then coming out of the Christmas period. However, they have once again gone back to the usual Chelsea defence that we saw coming into the season. So that isn't really for me then overwhelming data that Luton are going to score in this game in particular. It's just a minor concern that I have when handicapping the game. I would like to take Chelsea here as a clear minus 1.5 favourite on the Asian handicap line. However, I am weary of their inability to keep a clean sheet so far in the FA Cup, be it down to the fact they were in a bad run of keeping clean sheets when the competition started, or the fact that they have rotated slightly in this competition. So I am wary of that, and I will be a little bit more conservative here. I will take Chelsea minus one on the Asian handicap line, which will allow me a push if they don't win 
by the two goal plus margin that I'm looking for. But it does give me a push as long as they win in 90 minutes. And I'm very comfortable that they'll win in 90 minutes. And that selection is available at for 8 to 13. So Chelsea minus one on the Asian handicap line here as they bounce back from the midweek defeat in the Carabao Cup final against Liverpool. Up next, we look at Southampton against West Ham. This is probably the marquee tie of the round because it's the only all Premier League tie that we have here in the round. Surprisingly, as we get to the last 16, we have a load of ties that see Premier League opposition going up against lower league opposition. So this is a strong opportunity to have a very strong Premier League lineup with possibly seven Premier League teams in the FA Cup quarterfinal, but we are going to lose one of them here with Southampton and West Ham. Southampton are the 13 to 10 favourites to pick up the home win. It's 12 to 5 on the draw and it's 2 to 1 here on West Ham. I actually agree with those odds. I think Southampton are in that same position as Crystal Palace where there's no way they're going to get relegated this season so they can put all their eggs in the basket of the FA Cup. I expect West Ham to rotate here. They got the win against Wolves on Sunday. So I think they're back in the top four race. In addition to that, they have a massive Europa League tie to look ahead to. So I'm not sure an FA Cup run is totally convenient here. I know they would love one. However, I think Southampton are desperate for one one here. And I think they're in a decent run of form as well. Southampton are unbeaten in their last 11 home games. And that's a run that stretches all the way back to Southampton, uh, to September. Southampton have managed three wins in their last four games at home in the Premier League. Whereas West Ham have lost five of their last nine trips against Premier League opposition. And Saints also come into this with a stubborn defence as they are seeking three clean sheets in a row in this game. I like them to win this game. I like them to find a way to edge past West Ham, be it in full time or 90 minutes. I like Southampton to find a way through to the quarterfinal. And I'm going to take Southampton to qualify here as my main selection. That one is available at 8-11. to I would not dissuade you from taking them here on the money line. I think West Ham will be desperate to avoid extra time given the fixtures that they have coming up. So Southampton on the money line for me is still a good play, but to be a little bit more safe, I'm going to take Southampton to qualify as they're the team I see going through to the FA Cup quarterfinal and that's available at the price of 8-11. to Final game on Wednesday sees the team that won the Carabao Cup on Sunday, Liverpool, hosting Norwich City, where Liverpool are the one to seven favourites. It's thirteen to two here on the draw, and it's fourteen to one here on Norwich. I think we are guaranteed to see some rotation here for Liverpool, but I also think that means that we're guaranteed to see some goals as I think Norwich can contribute at the other end of the pitch as I don't see the likes of Trent Alexander-Arnold and Virgil van Dijk featuring in the Liverpool back line, which makes it more likely that Norwich could contribute towards the scoring. I like over three and a half goals here in this game. That particular selection is available at plus money at six to five. I also like Norwich to be able to avoid a hefty defeat. When a team is one to seven, that means there's value on the other team to avoid a huge defeat. And Norwich getting two and a half goals here is available at four to six minus 150. And I don't think a rotated Liverpool team, which I don't expect to feature Trent Alexander-Arnold, Van Dijk, 
Mo Salah or even Sadio Mane, I do think that one of the two will be rested. I think that gives Norwich an opportunity to to do something here in this game. I don't think they'll go through. I don't even think they'll force extra time. I think they will lose in a 90-minute period, but I do think they can keep this game close. And therefore, I think Norwich plus 2.5 does offer some value. But I still also like there to be goals in this game, being that Liverpool have scored at least three goals in seven of their last nine at home. Norwich have actually met Liverpool three times this season and have conceded three goals in each of them. Norwich have actually conceded 22 goals across their five meetings with the league's top three so far this season. But Liverpool have conceded in 10 of the last 12 FA Cup ties, which is largely down to the rotation. And therefore, I do think Norwich can contribute towards the scoring. So I like over three and a half goals here at Plus Money. And I like Norwich not to get beaten here by three goals or more. So Norwich plus two and a half at four to six minus 150 here for me does offer some value in this game, given the rotation that Liverpool are likely to implement here in this one. Next up, we move on to Thursday's games and we begin with Everton at home to Boreham Woods where Everton are the 1-8 to eight favourites to win this game on the money line. It's 13-2 to two on the draw, and it's 14-1 to one here on Boreham Woods. Not really too much to say about this one. Boreham Woods have done incredibly well here to earn a trip to Goodison Park, but I think this is where they get taken apart here. Everton won't be taking any chances. Frank Lampard's team are in a relegation battle. Make no mistake about it, but they showed a lot of fight against Manchester City on Sunday. And at home under Frank Lampard, before that game against Man City, they had won their previous two games, including an FA Cup game against Brentford, where they won 4-1. I expect them to win more convincingly here in this game, therefore taking Everton on the handicap line of minus two offered some significant value here. So all you need to gain a push is for Everton to win by two clear goals. If they win by one goal or less, you lose this selection. But if they win by two goals, your push is guaranteed. If they win by three goals or more, then of course you end up cashing the play. And I do think they should win this game by three goals or more. They could win this by four or five. They should win this by four or five, provided they take this game seriously. I don't see why they don't. This has been a misery of a season for Everton fans. Lampard has come in to steady the ship to make sure they stay in the EPL and of course to keep this FA Cup run going. So I think it obviously continues here. It's just a case of how many goals Everton win by. And I think they'll win this by more than three. So I'm going to take Everton minus two with the security of a push if they just win by two goals. And that selection here, Everton minus two on the Asian handicap line, is available at the price of seven to ten. The final game here, again, not too much to say about it. It's Nottingham Forest at home to Huddersfield, where Nottingham Forest are the even money favourites on the money line. It's five to two here on the draw and it's four to one here on Huddersfield. I think Nottingham Forest will find their way through to the quarterfinal. They've reached this point so far by taking some huge Premier League scalps. And I think they'll be absolutely desperate to get themselves one more big Premier League tie and not be eliminated by Huddersfield on their own turf on Thursday. As for Huddersfield, Huddersfield are on an incredible run. It's fair to say they are the form team in the championship at the moment. They've managed to climb up to third place. They are looking at automatic promotion back into the Premier League. However, Bournemouth do have four games in hand on them, though. So they currently sit 11 points behind Fulham 
and they sit two points behind Bournemouth, but Bournemouth have four games in hand on Huddersfield. So it is looking like they'll be playing in the playoffs and that's what Nottingham Forest aim to do. They are just three points outside of the playoff positions here with Luton occupying the playoff spot in sixth and Nottingham Forest in ninth. So both of these teams do have aspirations outside of the FA Cup. They don't sit in that box which uh, Crystal Palace and Southampton sit in where they have absolutely nothing to focus on in the league because Nottingham Forest are trying to secure a playoff spot and Huddersfield are trying to keep one and have an outside chance of automatic promotion if Bournemouth or Fulham absolutely collapse. So their focus is maybe elsewhere but ultimately this is a play on Nottingham Forest to continue on in the FA Cup because so far they have managed to knock out both Arsenal and Leicester City and as I said it will be a monumental disappointment for their season to end in the FA Cup at the hands of fellow championship team Huddersfield but this is a big opportunity for a championship team to get through to an FA Cup quarterfinal and I narrowly lean on Nottingham Forest but in no way is this a big play on this show or a lock or anything like that. Closing out with your lock on the show a few plays that I really liked here. I think Chelsea are in a big bounce back spot. I think that Everton should win comfortably on Thursday. There's no excuse for them not to put Boreham Wood to the sword. But I'm actually going to go for Crystal Palace. I like this spot here for Crystal Palace. I like both Southampton and Crystal Palace here, but obviously Crystal Palace have the have the easier opponent in facing Stoke as opposed to facing West Ham. Because when you're looking at that game between West Ham and Southampton and you're making a decision to take Southampton now as a money line favourite, you're hoping that there is actually going to be some rotation by West Ham. You're hoping that they do take the approach that you think they're going to take when you make that selection now. That's part of your handicapping when you make that selection. We don't need that here from Stoke and Crystal Palace. Stoke can play a full team. It won't matter. Crystal Palace are better. Crystal Palace are a Premier League team. Crystal Palace, I think, are fully focused in making it through to the FA Cup quarterfinal. Crystal Palace, I think, will see this as their biggest game of the season so far. They're completely safe in the Premier League and I think they'll be desperately looking for an FA Cup run and a semi-final at Wembley. As I said, Stoke are winless in four and have lost their last two. They have conceded two goals in each of their last four games. And Crystal Palace are nine points clear of relegation in the Premier League. They're not getting relegated this season. And therefore, an FA Cup run will be essential to this team. And I think their FA Cup run continues here tomorrow. And they win this game on the Molly line. And that's going to be my lock. And that is available at 13 to 20. Currently seeing that available at William Hill for Crystal Palace. That's it for me in this edition of the EPL Show. Good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.